0: by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn
1: Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk.
2: you know you'd think uh this week mother nature would have been the big uh, winner in area sports and in many ways it was they still managed to get a lot of ball games in um thus far it's amazing of course you know riverdale has the all turf field now um everybody has tarps so we do have some games in um Just kind of look at the high school scoreboard this week. Um, In baseball, uh, Walker Valley 9, MTCS 3. They're playing over in East Tennessee. Um, Siegel won game one of their matchup with Blackman. Of course, they played three games. Siegel won 6-1. Now, the last two were uh, rained out. Eagleville 12, Cornersville 2. Riverdale 8, Rockville 5, MTCS 12, Hampton nothing. Central Magnet, 14, Hume Fog, 2. And Stewart's Creek uh, swept Antioch by a combined score of 50 to nothing. Seymour, 3, MTCS, 1. Columbia Academy, 4, MTCS, 2. Central Magnet, 7, Hume Fog, 4. Uh, Riverdale won the series with Rockville, 5-3. Uh, to three. Um, Tonight they'll play the uh, finale. Oakland, 14, Nolansville, 9, and Riverdale, Finished off Rockville uh, 12 to nothing. So, Riverdale, they got that whole series in. Of course, there's only two series a week, uh, and somebody else has a bye. You know, you've got Oakland, Riverdale, um, Blackman, and Rockville, and Siegel uh, are all that occupy that. Speaking of Riverdale, former Riverdale starter. And Vanderbilt pitcher Colin Snyder. Um, if you remember him a few years back, he was uh, a two thousand seventeen uh draft pick, has made the opening day roster for the um Kansas City Royals. So congratulations to him. Speaking of baseball, your Atlanta Braves tonight unveiling of the um championship banner, if you're unable to watch it. Um you can hear it right here on WGNS. The Braves are back again. Uh, but the only place around you can get Atlanta Braves is right here on the good neighbor station. In um, softball, not much going on this week. MTCS nine, Cascade two, Smyrna eight, Mount Juliet three, Central eighteen, Maplewood nothing, White County three, Rockvale nothing, and Stewart's Creek beat Riverdale six to two. Soccer, we did get three games in. Uh, The Creek, Stewart's Creek, five. Independence Academy, nothing. Siegel one. Blackman, nothing. And Oakland beat Rockvale two to nothing. All right, Blue Raider baseball. MTSU's headed to the north to play in West Virginia. They will play, of course... Uh, Marshall University. I'm getting my cheat sheets here in order. Um, MtSU coming off a series win. They've won two out of their three series. Uh, they were five and four, tied for fourth. Two games out of first. One game out of second. Uh, the standings are um, Southern Miss seven and two, uh, La Tech six and three, FAU six and three. Old Dominion, UAB, San Antonio, and MTSU are all five and four. Charlotte, four and five. Marshall, three and six. FIU and Rice, also three and six. And Western Kentucky, two and seven. There you go. We've got the Masters. We've got a little bit of everything. Two games rained out today. Uh, But um, that's the Yankees and Red Sox. And Mariners and Twins, they're pushed back till tomorrow. Today's openers include um, Milwaukee at Chicago, uh, the Mets at uh, Washington, Cleveland, the Guardians are at Kansas City. They're no longer the Indians. They are the Cleveland Guardians. Pittsburgh Pirates at St. Louis, the Reds at Atlanta, six oh eight uh Houston at Los Angeles and San Diego at Arizona. Brazier at seven oh eight, pardon me. Of course we do have the Masters going on. Some interesting things, you know Coach K retired or did he? Jay Billis said it wouldn't surprise if he unretired. He's won 12, 1,202 games five NCAA titles, coached 47 years, including 42 at Duke. Some are suggesting he may come back. Who knows? Kudos to um, the New York Jets co-owner, Woody Johnson, and his wife, Suzanne. They're headlining relief efforts in the Ukraine. They've pledged $1 million to the Ukraine. Need a little positive news every now and then. Opening day, there's nothing like it in baseball. Hope springs eternal, as they say. Everyone's undefeated. Knowing, obviously, that won't last, but for many, it's just a foregone conclusion uh, when they're going to finish last. There's always a surprise team in baseball, though. Yeah. I don't think it was a surprise that the Braves made the postseason last year. Definitely a surprise that they won the World Series. Um, So who knows what's going to happen this year. You know, the East looks loaded in the American League with, you know, Tampa and Boston and the Yankees, Toronto. A lot of people have Toronto picked to win it the west in the national league of course i don't know why they're playing in the uh what in the national league because dave roberts has already said they're going to win the world series so i mean i don't know do we even need to play the games it's a pretty bold statement to make well you ought to with that payroll and you ought to be fired if you don't so there you go all right you're listening to all sports talk this portion brought to you by first bank Where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906, that's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back.
0: Don't let weeds ruin a healthy lawn. This is Rich Mint and more spring savings from Haines True Value Hardware. Right now, Haines True Value Hardware has a 4.93 pound bottle of pre and extended control garden weed preventer for just $19.99 for True Value Rewards members. This long-lasting formula stops weeds for up to six months per application. So free yourself from weeding for just
3: $19.99 for True Value Rewards members. Pick up this bargain month while supplies last at Haines True Value Hardware, 1807 Memorial Boulevard.
4: The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street, across from the tall NHC building, is an upscale boutique thrift shop. Proceeds from sales benefit Greenhouse Ministries, a faith-based nonprofit serving the underserved here in Murfreesboro. The Garden Patch offers competitive prices on name-brand clothing, furniture, large appliances, household items, toys, and more. Shopping at the Garden Patch helps Greenhouse Ministries inspire, give hope, and change lives. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street in downtown Murfreesboro
1: parks auction we handle everything
3: the auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick easy sale i've
4: always been a big fan of auctions you know you get instant sale no contingencies and everything i've known the guys over there my entire life
1: visit our website at parksauction.com to
0: learn more Hi there, now. call parks <laughs> auction at 896-4600 stan bought and the parks auction team are proud supporters of local high school and
1: MTSU sports. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615- 893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615- Eight nine three one four one seven. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. First Bank. Tony Stennett joining us today with the MTSU Sports Media Relations Department. Uh, Tony, we'll jump into Lady Raider basketball. Great run in the uh, NIT. Made the uh, final four of it. The furthest they've advanced in any tournament, postseason tournament. Outside, obviously, uh, conference tournaments. And uh, kind of ran into a buzzsaw against Seton Hall. Got behind. Actually got ahead. Lost that lead. It was a tough it was a tough loss. There's one thing about middle this year, uh, regardless of how far they got behind, they always got back in the game, and they didn't win them all, so that led to some kind of gut-wrenching defeats this year.
4: Oh, definitely. Um, 20, uh, 22 points is uh, the combined number of points the Lady Raiders lost their uh, their eight, I guess, nine games by. So the average margin of defeat was 3.1 points per game. Um which, like you said, is very agonizing. But at the same time, it tells you that your team was in every game it played, had a chance to win every game that, that it played, which you can't always say that. Um, four, four of those losses were by two points or less, three of them coming in overtime. So um, a very, very competitive team. And, you know, there's, there's probably been lots of really good coaching jobs that Coach Insel has done that sometimes get overlooked because he just always wins. But I would, I would say in his 17 years, this may have very well been the best one. When you consider the team had lost 70-plus percent of its scoring, its rebounding, its three-point shooting, uh, lost three starters uh, from last year's championship team, and then coming back this year um, – you know, you were starting two true freshmen, playing three true freshmen as um, Courtney Blakely averaged 16 minutes a game off the bench. And then on top of that, you were adding two transfers and Dorsar and Ksenia Malaska, both excellent players, but nonetheless transfers who didn't know the system and had to adapt to Coach Ensel's way of doing things. So uh, you virtually had five you know new players in the mix to go with um a bunch of freshmen who the previous year did not necessarily play as many minutes the only two players coming back that had really factored in the previous season were Courtney Whitson and Alexis Whittington so when you when you consider all of that and then the schedule that the Lady Raiders played I mean Middle Tennessee was top 50 in the um in the net most of the season, I think, going into the postseason, was right there at 52 or 53. So virtually a top 50 program in that regard. And, again, in all of the games against a very tough schedule um, and then had that great run at the end. And I know the goal is to be in the NCAA tournament, and that was certainly the goal of, of this team. But, you know, unlike some other teams that I've been associated with, um, I think sometimes the NIT is viewed as, well, you know, we didn't make the NCAA, so we'll go do this and see how it plays out. But this team really took on a whole different attitude that they had another opportunity and they were going to go make the most of it and, and see how far they could take this thing on. And I think that spoke to kind of the character of the team all season, that they never quit. They um, They were truly you know, a team that played for one another and, and played hard and got after the, the loose balls, diving on the floor, playing great uh, team defense. Um, but, you know, when you look at the fact that our leading scorer came off the bench and averaged 13 points per game, that kind of tells you how balanced the team is. Um, and I, I think what else I noticed was, you know, really, Monty, for the first time uh, – there's probably some of coach insults early days when he was playing Maryland and LSU and some of those people here at the glass house and the place was packed. I think those last two WNIT home games against, um, Vanderbilt and Seton hall, um, Murphy center was as electric as it's been in many, many, many years for women's basketball. And, you know, hopefully that's something that they can build off of. And, uh, carry forward into next year when there should be an absolutely outstanding team on the court uh, playing against another quality schedule
2: you know I think one thing that stood out really on both the men and women there are a lot of parallels there Um, you know it could be somebody different every night they were both teams very unselfish they didn't care who got the numbers and you know used to be if you picked up a Lady Raider box score. You meant okay? Where? Let's go to Chrissy Gibbons. What'd she get? Let's go to Amber Holt. Uh, let's go to Lisa Clark. Let's go to Ebony Rowe. You knew who was going to lead them in scoring this year. You really had no clue.
4: No, and you made a point uh, early on this season, and it ended up playing out the whole year. But uh, I remember less than nine games into the season, you had pointed out that we had already had five different players lead us in scoring. That ended up being six different players leading uh, the Lady Raiders in scoring on any given night throughout the season. And uh, just missed being seven different players as Courtney Blakely twice came very close to being the leading scorer. Uh, And I think that just made for a better team all around because you had to respect everybody. I know at Toledo, and that was quite an atmosphere too, close to 5,000 people on the road. And, you know, what a great win for the Lady Raiders. Uh, they're at Toledo, but after the game, uh, their coach was asked about why they never doubled uh, Anastasia Bouldreva, because, you know, of course, you had 28 points, 26 in the second half, and, and I think only missed four or five field goals, but like the coach said, you say, who, who are you going to leave open? Any one of them can hit three, and they're all capable of scoring, so you just got to try to play them straight up inside, and and hope your other girls can be good on the perimeter, um, but that's kind of I think what made the team so good is that um, one it was great team defense and two uh, there was so many different players on the court at any given time uh, who could hurt you.
2: Well, um, in, in turning the page toward next year, um, obviously Old Dominion's out of the league, um. Um, Southern Miss will be out and um well, somebody else. I can't remember. Old Dominion. Old Dominion, Southern Miss and Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Um and, and that, that brings up another unique dynamic too we'll get into in a second. Um so they're gone. Um, you know, they they pretty well nailed it about where everybody was gonna finish this year or or close to it. The coaches did. I would think Middle would probably be the favorite next year.
4: Uh, Yeah, I would be absolutely shocked if they're not. Uh, Number one, coming off the season that they had, but more importantly, uh, returning four starters and nine of the 11 players who were on the roster, of course. um, You lose Dorsar uh, and Amanda Whittington. uh, So those are the two losses. Uh, But everybody else is back. And the interesting thing is when you say – You lose four starters. That does not include Ksenia Melaska, who came off the bench and was the sixth player of the year and was actually your leading scorer. So, in theory, you could easily say, you know, you you returned five people who who really factored in in terms of starting, even though Ksenia was a non-starter. And then on top of that, uh, you look at what we're adding uh, in terms of signees and what has trans, uh, transpired to this point, um, I think that next season could easily be one of the most special seasons in Lady Raider history.
2: Well, the the season had, was barely over, and um, it was announced the day after, matter of fact, that uh, MTSU had uh, got a player out of the transfer portal, and I looked down, and it's a girl from Marshall, and I'm like, well, you don't see uh, transfers within conferences. And then I'm like, well, they're not even going to be in the conference next year. But Savannah Wheeler, I mean, here's another girl that has put up incredible numbers and is, if anything, is a very good shooter, is a great shooter. But she's looking at some of the film on her. She's pretty good off the dribble, too.
4: Oh, yeah, she's outstanding. And, uh, I mean, sometimes, like with Dorsar. You knew you were getting an excellent player, uh, obviously uh, one with a lot of character. That kind of spoke for itself. But still, you didn't, you hadn't seen her a lot. You had to watch a lot of film. Uh, you didn't really probably get to completely know her and her game until she she got here on campus in the summer. That is not the case with um, Savannah Wheeler. Our coaching staff obviously knows her very well. Our players know her very well, as she has been the focus of the scouting report when you play Marshall the last three years. But you're talking about the leading scorer in the conference, like you said, one an outstanding shooter. She has shot 35% or better from three-point range all three years at the collegiate level. And then on top of that, really good off the dribble. And the thing is, um, say you lose Dorsar, and then Savannah Wheeler comes in and is a very, very similar player. Um, I think brings the same type of leadership because of the way Savannah led at Marshall. And then uh, obviously, I think is probably an even more dynamic scorer. I mean, she had a, Savannah Wheeler had a 40-point game this season, and also uh, three other games that she scored 30 or more. And you know, Monty, for her to put up those numbers, you got to understand she's the focal point of everybody's scouting report, not not just middle Tennessee's. I mean, you know when you play Marshall that she's who you got to stop. But I also don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, the last three years Marshall has been far more competitive in women's basketball. In fact, if you remember season before last uh, when the Lady Raiders won the championships, Um, Marshall come in here and beat us 20-plus on a Friday night uh, right before the conference tournament. Now, we turned around and won the Saturday game um, to split that series and end up winning the regular season championship as well. That's a very confident Marshall team, and I think a big part of that is Savannah Wheeler and and the way she transformed that program in her three years there. My understanding is that – of course, there was no animosity at Marshall. She she played. She loved her time there. But my understanding is she just wanted an opportunity to go somewhere where she could have a chance to play for a conference championship and play postseason basketball. And obviously, Middle Tennessee checked both of those boxes. I know there was a lot of interest in her from some other schools. You know, I think two things beyond the, the – you know, playing for championships in the postseason that really weighed in Middle Tennessee's favor is, one, what Dorsar came in here and did this year. You know, Savannah Wheeler was able to see that very close up, being in the same conference, and probably think she can do the same thing, if not a little bit more. And then um, the other thing is just Coach Ensel's system. Um, It's really perfect for players such as that because there's a lot of coming off screen, shooting the three, But, you know, if I'm a guard, especially a scorer, and I saw what Anastasia uh, Boldreva did this season and her progress inside, you know you got a chance to go play with a 6'6 post player who is uh, really fluid, and and I think the sky is the limit. Uh, It's a lot to get excited about.
2: Yeah, and I I was thinking, too, another one reason I could see somebody, particularly a shooter, come here. There's so much freedom. I mean, if you're open and don't take a three, you're going to the bench. So, there's there's not too many bad shots. If you're open, you better take it. And uh, that's what shooters want. They don't want to be looking over their shoulder if they miss two in a row.
4: Right. And, you know, uh, this year's team uh, set the program record for three-pointers in a season well over 330. And you think about that, money. I mean, we know the players who have come through here in the guards, uh so for that to happen in a season when you're, you're playing such young players, I mean, Jalen Gregory was a big part of that, uh, Courtney Whitson, and uh, Dorsar, obviously, the big three. Uh, but lots of players contributed to that. And to your point, I mean, you, um, if you come and play on this program and you have opportunities to shoot the three and don't, uh, you'll probably find yourself not playing
2: You're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report.
1: Once a fear weather strikes, we break in.
4: Tornado warning for central Rutherford County. Our
1: own meteorologist giving you a complete Rutherford County forecast.
4: You should be in shelter already. There
1: is no safer place in the storm. News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, a steady flow of traffic. 24 East coming in
0: from Davidson County through Rutherford County, busy in the normal spots out here up and down. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard, lots of radar. Earlier, 840 over around Jefferson Pike. Princess Hot Chicken now available for catering. Check them out at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your
1: on-time traffic. Welcome back to All
0: Sports If you're not
1: waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing.
3: News, traffic, weather, and fun.
1: <laughs> Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton.
3: News traffic affect weathering
2: And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters.
1: It's time. Show your true blue.
0: Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.
1: Go Blue Raiders.
0: Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance?
1: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. Well, good afternoon,
3: everybody, and let's start out with Conference USA's Spirit of Service Award winner for Middle Tennessee for the winner, it's Courtney Whitson. She's been honored as a Spirit of Service Award winner announced by the league office earlier today. The award honors student athletes with significant community service endeavors, good academic standing and participation in their sport. Whitson boasts a 3.71 GPA with a major in English and a minor in secondary education. She was named to the five person Conference USA All Academic Team in March. Whitson was the recipient of the Dr. Pepper college football playoff foundation tuition scholarship in the fall, and she is a two-time recipient of the Conference USA Commissioner's Academic Medal. The well-rounded Whitson is also heavily involved in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. The junior forward enjoyed a banner year on the basketball court as well, helping lead Middle Tennessee to 27 wins and the semifinals of the WNIT. She was named to the All-Conference USA women's basketball team in March. Whitson finished the season among Conference USA leaders for minutes per game, three-point field goals per game, rebounding, and defensive rebounding. Congratulations to Courtney Whitson, the winter winner of the Spirit of Service Award from Conference USA. All right. This uh, has an effect for all Blue Raider Athletic Association members. The BRAA has introduced a new member benefit that will provide a personalized customer service contact to every BRAA member through the new Raider Rep program that was announced earlier today by Athletics. The goal of the program is to provide supporters a direct line of communication to an individual on the BRAA staff for the handling of all needs and inquiries. Donors are encouraged to call their personal Raider rep if they have questions about membership benefits, season tickets, parking, priority points, or anything that relates to their overall experience within Blue Raider Athletics. BRAA members who have donated at the $100 level or higher since the start of the 21-22 season will be assigned a Raider rep and receive information introducing their representative via email in the coming days. Individuals without an email on file will receive a note of their Raider rep when BRAA renewals are mailed in early May. The BRAA is the official philanthropic arm for Blue Raider Athletics. The organization provides financial support to the department and ensures resources are provided to the benefit of student athletes. All right, track and field. The Middle Tennessee men's and women's teams are headed to the 54th Tennessee Relays, hosted by the University of Tennessee. That will take place tomorrow and Saturday. You can follow along. at the Watch ESPN app, uh, as well as online at the uh, track and field Twitter page. Blue Raiders softball on the road to play this weekend at FIU. They will play an early game tomorrow at 5 o'clock Central Time before playing at 3 on Saturday and at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Right now, the Lady Raiders find themselves in fifth place. In the Eastern Division, uh, behind Western Kentucky, FAU, Marshall, uh, Charlotte, and then FIU, who the Raiders lead by two games, is in last place in the East. Travel day for Blue Raider baseball as they head to Huntington, West Virginia to take on the thundering herd of Marshall. Blue Raiders are in a uh, four-way tie for fourth place in the overall standings in Conference USA with a 5-4 and four record. The Blue Raiders have won their last two series and uh, set to take on Marshall, who is three and 3-6 in conference play going into the weekend. Dick Palmer will have the broadcast for you coming up tomorrow. All right, that's it for today. And we will be talking to you again very, very soon. Whether you need general vehicle
4: upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. a rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Halls Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Halls Auto Care. Hey, Hey, hey,
3: hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods. And Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro.
0: And it was accepted on the first try.
3: If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate.
1: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Tony Sennett joined us today with the MTSU Athletic Media Relations Department. Uh, Tony, uh, jumping ahead a little bit, uh, Blue Raider Baseball um, won two series in a row, uh, and it's always nice to beat Western Kentucky. Uh, they were um, big winners um, Friday night, lost 7-3 to three on Saturday, and came back and won 5-1 to one Sunday. I guess the one thing that stood out, two of the three games, unbelievable starting pitching.
4: Yeah, and that, that's starting to uh... – you know, be more consistent. I was glad to see uh, Peyton Wigginson, the Sunday starter, back, um, back on the mound as a starter. You know, they've been using him more in relief uh, on the weekend. And, you know, totally understand why. It's kind of like if you feel like if you can get um, two games out of him where he can impact two wins um, coming out of the bullpen and saving games at the back end, um, then you take those chances. But what that also does is maybe limit you in terms of a starter on, uh, for that Sunday game where you're going with a younger younger arm. And Peyton, of course, has a tremendous amount of uh, experience as a starter here at Middle Tennessee, uh, he and, and Zach Keenan both. But Zach Keenan has been far more consistent in his uh, Saturday start, or Friday starts, especially the last two, uh, kind of got roughed up against Old Dominion on that Friday afternoon. But the last two weeks against UAB and um, Western Kentucky, he was very good. You know, Wigginton has uh, stepped up and and done what you expect him to do. So I think you're getting a little bit more consistent. Uh, Now that we're at about the midseason mark, I think they have kind of identified some of those younger arms that they feel like can come in and and help uh, that have been doing that more consistently. Uh, with, like, Sells and Ham. Those guys have have kind of stepped in as freshmen and sophomores and done really well. I think, um, you know, the first series against Old Dominion, we lost two out of three, but that that was easily a winnable series. Um, Middle Tennessee salvaged uh, the series by winning on Sunday, but the Saturday game was one to nothing, going to the seventh inning, Middle Tennessee leading, actually going to the sixth inning, with Middle Tennessee leading that game, ended up losing 6-3. to three. Uh, But they responded really well, had a chance to sweep UAB, um, lost an extra innings on Sunday, and then, of course, like you said, won two out of three this weekend. And heading to Marshall this weekend, I think, is a a huge series. really need to win that one. You know, a sweep would be – we all know how hard that is, but um, if we could pull off a sweep – then that would be the equivalent of having taken two out of three every weekend. So um, right now we're kind of sitting there uh, two games out of first, uh, about fourth or fifth, you know, so pretty solid position to make the conference tournament. Um, it's, you know, Conference USA baseball is really, really tough. Um, so any, anytime you got a chance to, to sweep or win a series, I think it, it's very important to get that done. Um, but a good thing is some of the top teams in the league that we still have to play, they all come to uh, Reed Smith Field this year, and that's uh, Southern Miss, Charlotte, Louisiana Tech. So a uh, chance to get some stuff done at home, and the crowds have been really good so far this season.
2: you listen to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back.
4: folks who try not to be controversial but in these times you can't help it tune in to rutherford magazine with your host me mike sparks sunday evenings from 5 to 6 p.m listen as we talk politics
3: some local history faith and freedom Good afternoon, a steady flow
0: of traffic. 24 East coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County. Busy in the normal spots out here up and down. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Lots of radar. Earlier 840 over around Jefferson Pike. Princess Hot Chicken now available for catering. Check them out at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
3: We do it your way at Sir Pizza.
0: Your favorites can now be ordered online at SirPizzaTN.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to SirPizzaTN.com
3: and tap the location closest to you.
1: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. Tony Stenner with the MTSU. Sports Media Relations Department joining us today. We're talking some Blue Raider baseball. Yeah, Tony, uh, you mentioned Southern Miss; they're in first place at seven and two. And then you've got FAU and Louisiana Tech six and three. And then there's about four or five at uh, five and four. So this thing can flip flop every weekend. So I mean, really, from the west, the rest of the way out, all these series are going to be crucial.
4: Oh, they are. And then when you think about how close it is. Um, and the fact that only the top eight teams make the the conference tournament. Uh, I think there are going to be some real battles, and there's the potential for one or two good baseball teams not to make the conference tournament. Uh, You know, people don't even talk about UTSA, and uh, they're solid right there in the middle of the pack along with us, um, and they just come off a big weekend. So, uh, top five or six teams in conference, UC, uh, conference U, uh, USA can all do a lot of damage and uh, make for one of the top-rated baseball conferences in the country.
2: Well, there's no doubt about that, and of course, as you said, uh, Memphis tomorrow maybe. <laughs> Don't know about the maybe. rain. Don't know about the rain situation, and then on to Marshall, and um, Marshall's a, a unique thing, in that they do not play on campus.
4: No, and nor do they have lights. So all all of those games are are early afternoon games. Um, Gosh, I remember a couple years ago, we went over there and played at three different ballparks, a pro park, uh, uh, kind of a rec uh, YMCA park, and then, um, oh, the Sunday game was played like an hour and a half from Marshall's campus up near Virginia.
2: Wow. (laughs) Well, anyway, I know the The (laughs) players. I know the first game Friday, I think it's at 2 o'clock, uh, so uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, speaking of baseball, Tony, in uh, two days, uh, the banner will be unveiled at Truist Park in Atlanta.
4: Yeah, hard to believe it's uh, finally here, baseball season. I can't wait. You know, championship weekend, uh, the rings, the banners, and it sounds good to go out there to the defending world champions.
2: Yeah, you know, um, of course, you know. We obviously we both lamented that Freddie Freeman did go to the Dodgers, but you know that's. You know, I never thought Pujols would leave uh, St. Louis, but it's happened. But I will say this: as somebody who does follow the A's, probably the only person in Rutherford County, um, they got a heck of a player in Matt Olson. So uh, he's starting to he started to heat up in the. Um, um, preseason, so looking forward to see what he brings. It looks like Acuna's a little ahead of schedule on uh, his rehab. So, um, you know, I don't know if they can match what they did last year. Uh, I think they're a better team, but there was that was a pretty special team last year. I mean, they didn't get to 500 until like August 5th.
4: Yeah, and then, you know, uh, and part of that is all of the parts that you got in late July, just everything everything played out after the, the trade deadline. I was glad to see Rosario uh, able to stay. I think he's outstanding. But, you know, a real key will be if Soroka is able to, to come back and have the form that he did prior to his injury, because if that's the case, uh, you've got four incredible starting pitchers to go with a, a really dynamic bullpen.
2: Yeah, we we lost Freddie to the uh, Dodgers, but at least we uh, we snagged their uh, closer, and that guy he's been uh, he's been just a nightmare for the National League past few years. So I'm looking forward to them having at least going into the season a legitimate closer you feel comfortable with.
4: Yeah, I mean Will Smith was lights out in the World Series and and part of the postseason last year, but phew. Before that point, um, you just had to hold your breath when he came in there. So to have him as a setup man is remarkable to, to Kenley Jansen. And then, you know, getting Colin McHugh is huge. And then all the parts that you have back that were already that uh, so good with Sick uh, and Minter, uh, hopefully Luke Jackson uh, bounces back. You know, I think they said he had some arm soreness at the end of uh, spring, but um I think that pitching, you know, the offense has the capability, I think, of being as good as it was last year if they can stay healthy. But uh, the pitching has a chance to, to, I think, put us over the top.
2: I do, too. i tell you what, you know how frustrating it is to be an A's fan? Consider this. The Oakland's payroll this year is exactly the same as it was in 1991. Wow. So that tells That's hard to believe. You, that tells you. I feel for their fans out there, because you know. I feel, I
4: feel for their one fan in Rutherford County? Because <laughs> I do know how closely you follow them. They uh,
2: uh they were there's a li- there was a list of players, just one in just individual players. It was like I don't know twelve to fifteen, sixteen names. Just the one player makes more than the entire payroll of the A's good grief so they definitely of course you know they do this they blow it up and then they'll they'll stink for about three years and then they'll get good again and then they'll have a you know good three or four year run and then they'll go back and uh, they'll stink another four or five years so that's (laughs) that's just the way they do it. it drives drives me nuts it does but all right tony hey i appreciate you joining us as always today and uh and I know there's no rest for the weary, even though there's no hoops. So you, you guys stay busy all the time over there. I guess, uh, one thing, I guess, uh, are they going to do a spring game this year?
4: Uh, be more, uh, yeah, spring practice. Uh, there's only like 60 something players out. So really not enough, um, for a spring game until you get your players here in August. Yeah. That will be April the 16th and that will be open to the public, um, that morning here at the stadium. Uh, but, but it'll be more like a, a kind of an upscale practice, uh, but nothing more than that.
2: All right. All right, buddy, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Bonnie. That's Tony Stinnett joining us today. Everybody have a great rest of the day. Andy Herzer joins me tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.